0: This week, over the course of these uh, afternoon guided <coughs> metta meditations, we've moved through different categories <coughs> of beings that we work with. And I introduce them this way because it's it's classically taught. The practice is classically taught this way in some places, not everywhere. It's one way to practice. Where we we explore the cultivation of this quality of mind of heart. First, where it's easy, and then uh, expanding, pushing the boundaries of where we can uh, offer this quality, where we can find ways to touch into it, and as you've no doubt discovered it's not always easy and when we move to uh, working with more difficult categories beings where our, our first response might be no you don't I'm not going to give you any you don't deserve these good wishes you've harmed me we bump up a lot against a lot of stuff and of course that's part of the idea is to look and see what is it that what is it that would prevent us from offering these wishes of care of kindness to another being where do we throw who do we throw out of our hearts who don't we let in there, and why? Why is that? Is it fear that if we let them in, that they'll be they'll take advantage or harm us, or that somehow the offering of this it's, it's wasted or it's not deserving? Of It's really worth looking to see where is the suffering in these situations where we're challenged by by some relationship, looking to see where is the suffering in my own heart and mind. I want to just stress this this afternoon that, in terms of the formal practice, the, the intentional cultivation of this quality, there are a lot of ways, of course, that one can touch into this. We may be drawn to the formal metta practice, in, in the way it's been offered here, or in some way that we've personally found effective, that we find, yes, I can touch this this quality, this capacity in my heart, in my own mind and heart. I can connect with this simple quality of friendliness, and I can hold particular beings in mind and offer them those wishes for their happiness and welfare. I can practice in that way. We may find that it's not... Just doesn't really work for us. It feels too contrived, or, or too busy. It's not quiet enough, or not simple enough. Or it just doesn't doesn't resonate with our experience. to say that the mindfulness practice can and I think ultimately does lead us to a connection with this quality of heart it leads us to all four of these Brahma Viharas if we fully develop this path because these qualities of care, of friendliness of compassion, connection in the face of suffering, this brave quality of courageous heart energy that meets suffering, does not shy away, does not become overwhelmed by it. A movement of heart that would alleviate suffering does what it can and holds that with care when there's nothing it can do. This quality in mudita, the empathetic joy that, rather than begrudging the good fortune of others, delights in it, delights in that which is good in another's life, finds joy in the appreciation of another's happiness. The opposite of envy or jealousy, you could say. I'm happy for you. And then this quality of equanimity, Upeka, that really is the... It really flows through all the other, these other brahmaviharas, because the quality of, of a balanced heart and mind and equanimity is what allows us to really hold others with care, with compassion, without uh, without falling out of balance with that, it's what allows us to meet suffering without being overwhelmed by it. Knowing that it lets us touch suffering, knowing that we can't we can't remove all the suffering in the world, but we can still show up there. It allows us to meet, to delight in the good fortune of others without it becoming about me and how how I feel, without it falling into some overly exuberant, disconnected way of relating to that, where it's, oh, I'm so happy, or it becomes self-referential. But it's a true delighting. Oh, may it continue. May this goodness continue for you that allows us to see that we wish others well, but their happiness depends on, on their own actions and the conditions and causes that come together in their life. And It's not dependent on my, my wishes. Your happiness, the happiness of another, it doesn't depend on my wishes. That's part of the mix, but, but it's what others, their, the actions that they choose to do. That's where happiness, as I was talking about last night, we sow the seeds of of happiness or of suffering through the choices we make. And so as we deepen in our practice and as our own hearts become less tangled and confused, we let go, settle into living from a place of greater clarity and ease, more balance in our own mind through hopefully the trajectory of the path, then these qualities they just naturally emerge out of that clarity. That's what we find there. So they Become then, they are the expression of the deepest possible understanding. The, the great sage Nisargadatta Maharaj, Marcia mentioned him the other night, I may have had a quotation from him. A wonderful teacher, a beloved teacher. He once said, Love tells me I am everything. Wisdom tells me I am nothing. Between these two, my life flows. So, this wisdom telling me I am nothing is this understanding of the. It's the kind of. It's the emptiness of of self in this essential way, in this ultimate way. It's not a nothingness of, of voidness or uh, annihilation. It's an emptiness of wisdom that doesn't lay claim to anything. That It's the emptiness that one would find in nature, which is complete full, Complete and full and rich. But nothing is laid claim to, held on to, clung to, identified with. And so the wisdom of the wisdom of emptiness in this way then leads us to this love that says, I am everything, this quality of... It, there's, there are no boundaries then in that mind and heart. No boundaries that get in the way of the expression of love. There's nothing in the way. Because we see ultimately that our own happiness and the happiness of others are one and the same thing. These are not separate things. There's, that separation falls away, falls away. So we can come to these divine abidings in any moment when, when the heart-mind may be, even for a short time, suffused with some aspect of this, these understandings of kindness and care. And this is the movement of the path. Through the training in mindful awareness and insight. So, this afternoon, and this remaining part. Uh, time in this sitting, really finding touching what what works for you, what, what works for you right now, today, and touching some some connection to this quality of care, whether it's through the willingness just to show up for the moment as you're experiencing it right now, whatever's there, even if it's aversion, boredom, restlessness, confusion, joy, connection,